the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We told you in the run-up to the November election that as important as it was to hold Democrat Tim Ryan accountable for all of his lies in his campaign commercials where he tried to portray himself as a friend of Donald Trump's policies and uh, a decidedly conservative Democrat that Tim Ryan was lying to you and as important as it was for J.D. Vance to beat him, and thankfully he did, the most important races on the ballot statewide were for the Ohio Supreme Court. And thankfully, uh, Justices Pat Fisher and Pat DeWine won their races, and so did Sharon Kennedy for Chief Justice. That was super important because it will allow Mike DeWine to replace... Sharon Kennedy on the bench with another Republican. Had uh, Jennifer Bruner been elected Chief Justice, well, that would have given the Democrats another seat and the Republican majority on the court would have been only one seat. But now it's going to be three seats, six to three. And the reason that's important is because the liberal nature of the courts in the state of Ohio continue to reveal themselves, not just with uh, Judge Jiza Page, uh, an African-American woman, allowing the lawsuit against school vouchers to go forward, but because late last week the Ohio First District Court of Appeals refused on Friday to act on the state's appeal of the Hamilton County Common Pleas Court judges blocking of Ohio law, which says that if a baby's heartbeat can be detected that baby cannot be aborted. This will end up before the Ohio Supreme Court, and the heartbeat bill will be ruled constitutional, and we will eventually get to the point where any child in the state of Ohio whose heartbeat can be detected by a doctor will not be legally allowed to be aborted. But right now, because of this ruling by this Hamilton County Common Pleas Court judge, who is uh, inelegantly named Christian Jenkins, and because this case, the appeal rather, was uh, denied on Friday by the First District Court of Appeals, uh, Planned Parenthood in the state of Ohio gets to celebrate the ongoing slaughter of children between the ages of six weeks and 22 weeks. So they have been aborting children in that 16-week window, and they will continue to abort children in that 16-week window until the Ohio Supreme Court gets its hands on this case and overrules it, which I am absolutely 100% positive that they will. So this is one reason why I'm hopeful for Ohio moving forward as we get bills going through the Ohio legislature, hopefully that will protect women's sports, not allow transgender girls, which there's no such thing as a transgender girl, they are men who either are deluded that they are girls 
or who are pretending to be girls, right now they are trying to say that there's no advantage competitively, there's no danger posed psychologically or physically to girls if we allow men pretending to be women or boys pretending to be girls in those private spaces. I do not believe the Ohio Supreme Court will allow that to go forward on the long end of the calendar. But, of course, we have to wait for it to actually get to the court. And we see that the left is going to continue to push this sexual ideology narrative, this crazed idea that a person is first and foremost defined by their sexual preferences and in many cases, their sexual deviances. See, I have said before, and if I've spoken at your group, you've probably heard me say this, the difference between a conservative and someone who is on the left is that a conservative will define themselves relationally. A conservative will define themselves relationally. I would define myself. You say, Bruce, uh, tell me about yourself. I would say, I am a husband. I'm a father. And I am a believer in Jesus Christ. Those are relational characteristics that I have. If you were to ask someone on the left, tell me about yourself. They would say, I am a black gay man. I am a non-binary whatever. They are characteristics, not relationships. And the reason why the left defines itself characteristically is because then they can play their favorite card to demonize you, silence you, label you, if you oppose their ideology. See, no one would ever try to demonize or silence me by coming out with a law outlawing fathers or husbands, right? They might outlaw the Christian part eventually, give them time. But it's really hard to make a law against husbands and fathers. But on the left, if you say, no, I don't agree with your ideology, what do they do? They say, well, you're racist or you're homophobic. They make your objection to their characteristic a smear against you and your narrow-mindedness, your small-mindedness. You see evidence of this? In a story in the Columbus Dispatch today, which is classic leftist propaganda, it's written by Micah Walker, and it tells the heartwarming story of a drag queen who was getting ready to, hold on to your hats here, getting ready to perform, a drag queen, Sunday morning at the St. John's United Church of Christ with the congregational choir and band. For a minute, I thought, well, maybe they weren't meeting Sunday morning. Maybe it was a 6 a.m. drag show before church started. No, no, it was during the regular church service because the drag queen was performing with the church choir and band. And the drag performer, whose uh, real name is Corey Williams, a man, masquerading and sexualizing himself as a woman, Noticed that the people there at the drag show, at the church, so-called church, seemed to be a little distracted. And so the drag queen wanted to know why. 
And the reason given, of course, is that because across the street from the church downtown was, and I quote from the story, members of the Proud Boys, an extremist organization whose leadership has been charged with seditious conspiracy. Insurrection, insurrection, January 6th, January 6th. They were across the street armed with Confederate flags. Can you be armed with a Confederate flag or can you just be holding a Confederate flag? I suppose you could hit someone with a Confederate flag. Probably wouldn't hurt very much. Armed with Confederate flags and guns. And this is my favorite part of the story. The drag queen, Corey Williams, said at one point, 12 people were in the group. 12 people? At one point. That's a that's a key phrase in here. At one point. If at one point there were 50 people in the group, that would be noted. But at 12, at one point, means there were never more than 12. So there's like a smattering. That's what I would refer to as a few, a smattering. How many people are at a church service in the morning at the St. John's United Church of Christ? We know they got a choir. We know they got a band. We know they got drag queen. We know they got, like, later in the story, we find out there are little old ladies there. Who outnumbers who in this equation? And are they on church property? No, they're across the street. We also know from reading the story that there were plainclothes and uniformed officers from the Columbus Police Division in attendance. So these protesters who are lawfully on the street, across the street from the so-called church, are vastly outnumbered. And yet the thrust of the story is Columbus drag performers refuse to live in fear after Proud Boys protest. What do they have to fear? They got cops there? They got numbers in their favor? What are they afraid of? I'll tell you what they're afraid of. They're afraid of having anyone rise up to challenge them on their blasphemous treatment of a church property, wayward and heretical, though that church obviously is from welcoming a drag show. And there's more to report on this, the double standard in viewing this story and others, and we'll point it out next. So Sunday morning, downtown Columbus, United Church of Christ, St. John's United Church of Christ. The congregational choir and band were ready to do a drag show. I know. What kind of church is this? Uh, Obviously a heretical one. And apparently the drag performer was unnerved by the presence of, at one point, that's a key phrase in the story, 12 protesters across the street. Now, uh, Producer Pam, you made a very good point when the dispatch reported this as 12 Proud Boys across the street. You uh, you had a question about that. Yeah, I immediately wondered, did they actually walk over and ask these, I, I started to say gentlemen, but yeah. I suppose could be ladies. Men, men, women, whoever. Could yeah. be, yes. And uh, they, they are obviously uh, visibly armed, mm-hmm. which upsets some people, but yes. that is legal in the United States. And I wondered if they actually asked the 12 that were on site, if they were part of a specific group, because they are naming them as part of the Proud Boys. However, I believe you were the one who pointed out just a week or so ago that the other group that was in attendance at another church event Mm -hmm. or proposed church event, 
choosing my words carefully. Yes, you have to. Uh, you do. Um, they were, in fact, not a part of the Proud Boys. They were a part of another group called the Sons and Daughters of America. Correct. Well, let me read on in the story. Okay. I think the answer to your question Good. is no, they did not vet this information. I see. Because she says, Micah Walker, the reporter for the dispatch, so-called reporter, the incident at St. John's Church was the second this month involving a Proud Boys protest. Mm-hmm. Well, the first one was not a Proud Boys protest. Uh, so she's wrong about that. Okay. All right. So uh, the drag queen says that uh, they're not going to put up with this kind of intimidation. They're not going to be afraid. and all this. So I got to the uh, middle of the story, and this is an interesting sentence. As I say, you have to read these stories as if you are proofreading them for spelling errors. You have to be that vigilant about every word in a sentence because there are it's, – it's, it's become so prevalently reported that we accept phrasing that is very, very charged – with assumptions, not proof. Slant. I give you the phrase. I Slant. give you the phrase gun violence. Slant. Gun violence. Guns are not violent in and of themselves. Nope. For the the other instances, here in Columbus, I've noticed that the dispatch continues to report that someone died in a shooting. Well, they did, but it's never reported that they were murdered. murdered. They were murdered. He died in a shooting. Well, he was murdered. Why do they not report that? Well, because it makes the city administration look really, really bad because people are predisposed to have a visceral reaction to someone getting murdered. It sounds a lot more kindly to lose your life when you are involved in a shooting or you are the victim of gun violence. You are murdered when you are the victim of gun violence if you die. But the dispatch never reports it that way and Mm -hmm. rarely do the television stations in town. So here's the sentence. These local incidents are not isolated. The nation has seen a surge this year in anti-LGBTQ rhetoric from far-right extremists, including attacks on drag events. Has the nation experienced a surge in anti-LGBTQ rhetoric? Or has the nation become aware that drag shows, which existed for years without any protest at all, are now almost always aimed at attracting minor children and parents of said children have become increasingly aware of and decidedly uh, disapproving of the effort to expose their minor children to this kind of sexual deviance and indoctrination. See, that is an alternate way that you could phrase it, is that drag shows, which I presume existed before I was a college student, in the 1980s, I know they existed then because they used to advertise in the Lantern all the time. And I'd be like, what kind of freak show is this down in the short north, which they've since cleaned up. But drag shows have been around forever. But they did not cease to become something that Proud Boys or any military-oriented organization would protest until what? Until they, like the one up at the Unitarian Universalist Church, started offering free admission to kids under two. Free admission to kids under two. It's also interesting that Micah Walker of the Dispatch is trying to make this sound like, oh, this is happening all the time, these attacks on drag queens in the state of Ohio and in Columbus. There's a sentence in her story that says, Ohio has had one incident cited in a report from the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, GLAD with two A's, 
stating that 124 incidents occurred in 2022 through mid-November. <laughs> okay, so 124 incidents in about 300 days. 122 incidents, one every other day. Okay, so there's not one every other day. There's probably how many of these drag shows every weekend, and people across the country are becoming, because of LGBTQ indoctrination in schools, transgender flags and LGBTQ alphabet mafia flags flying in schools, incidents like Loudoun County, Virginia, incidents like what happened in Oklahoma as transgender students sexually assault biological girls. Yeah, you better believe parents are becoming aware of this, and you better believe they're protesting it, and they have every right to as long as they are not violent. And there's no insinuation in this story that there was anything violent on Sunday morning downtown in Columbus. Now, I'm curious. Micah Walker's very upset about the 120, and, and Glad is very upset about the 124 incidents that supposedly target drag performers. How many pro life centers have been targeted in the aftermath of the overturn of Roe versus Wade? How many stories have been written about that in the Columbus Dispatch? How many stories have been done on that on the national media? How many arrests have been made relative to firebombings, death threats, vandalism at pro-life centers throughout the United States of America? Have there been more than 124? Way more. Way more. There's more than 400. More than one a day. Is anything being done about that? Is anybody in the left-wing media concerned about that? No, of course not. Now, elsewhere in drag queen news across the nation, I noticed over the weekend Video from a drag show in Austin, Texas, where a drag performer on stage is cavorting around with exposed, I said exposed, fake breasts that look far too realistic given the fact that in the audience are minor children. And who is this drag performer? Well, wouldn't you know, the drag performer is Nina West. Now, Nina West's name has come up on this show before. And how has Nina West's name come up on this show before? Well, if you Google Nina West, Columbus Children's Hospital, you will find, unless Nina West has been... uh, Yeah, here it is. Nina West, unless she has been, and he, excuse me, he has been um, fired from the job... Uh, Nina West is not just affiliated with Nationwide Children's Hospital. Nina West is a, and I'm not kidding, mental health ambassador for Nationwide Children's Hospital. So we have a drag queen exposing fake breasts at drag shows across the country who is invited by Nationwide Children's to interact with children. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.